inspiring you to reach your goals and live your dream. And live your dream. This is the Keaton Nelson Show. Well, welcome to uh, the Keaton Nelson Show. Today we got an awesome guest for you, Justin Brox. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. Absolutely, buddy. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, 100%, man. So you're, um, I read on your Instagram bio, you're, you're a veteran? Yeah. Yep. I had yeah. eight years in the Marine Corps. Well, thank you for your service, man. Um, tell me a little bit about that. What were you doing uh, in the Marine Corps? Anything yes. crazy? Uh, no, I, so I, I was... Um, I was one of those guys straight out of high school that wasn't uh, in love with the idea of college, you know, school already had sucked enough life out of me in the Marine Corps, you know, at the time I, business and all that stuff, that wasn't on my mind. I was, uh, I was just like, I want to do something cool and get out of here. And um, it just seemed like a cool way to go and get out of town and see stuff. And um uh, went in and I actually became uh, an aviation operations specialist. So I worked a lot uh, heavily with uh, uh, opsos and and, um, and pilots. So I was uh, went in and, and was working with um, like guys building flight schedules, working with uh, air traffic controllers, and 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 just kind of building plans. And so my first unit, I was a C one thirty guy, and uh, I was their head flight scheduler. You know, went to Iraq some with them. And uh, they did a lot of like medevacs, battlefield illumination, just cargo, general transport, all that kind of stuff. And then um, my last four years I did in the uh, Western pack. So I was with F-18 squadrons. And then we went and did uh, also my last year, I was a a transport guy for VIP. So we flew people like a lot of generals and like John McCain and people like that. So uh, I had a, had a, a, a good a good couple of uh, tours because I got to meet a lot of good people. And um, at one time I thought I was going to stay in there forever. Uh, but, you know, had kids, not a great place for raising kids. And uh, we, uh, but I did get, I mean, I got to go to about 19 different countries while I was in and uh, got to climb like Mount Suribachi and do some stuff that most people never get to do. So I had a good, I had a really good experience. It's cool, man. How old are you now? 34. 34, still young. How long have you been out of uh, uh, out of service? Nine, nine years. Nine yeah. years. Came out in, uh, in 2013, so not quite nine years. It'll be nine years at the end of this year. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So you got a wife and kids. How old are your kids? Oh, we got an 11-year-old boy and a nine-year-old girl. Cool, man. I got two of my own. Uh, yeah. Five-year-old girl and one-year-old boy, so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I, I I know those ages. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm busy. Yeah, sure. yeah. Mine now. We're kind of in that period where they they don't they don't talk to you until they need something, and normally it's expensive. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know they're 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 good. I'm sure. It's, I think this is the lowest maintenance period for us, eleven to nine. So Probably. Yeah. I know the team years are coming to hit us again, but we're we're enjoying a little break in between little kids and teenagers that's nice man that's cool plus you focus on your business a little bit more a little yes definitely it is harder when you know when i first got out you know they were they were little like like yours yeah and uh, you know even though my wife is a trooper she was uh you know they're doing a lot more and so you know she would kind of require me to reinforce a lot more then than i do now so i i'm uh 
I'm able to focus a little bit more for sure. <laughs> nice, <man. laughs> um, so you sell insurance and then you train insurance agents. Is that right? Yeah. So my, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I uh, started, uh, started, my dad was a Medicare supplement guy. He would sell and he'd go out and find people who were turning, who were pay, paying too much for the Medicare supplement. And I started, uh, I saw him go from, you know, carpet salesman at Sears making nothing to, you know, being able to, he never got like rich, but he was, uh, I saw him climb out of poverty where he was, you know, doing well. And so I, I knew that it was a real thing because I had seen that. And so my goal when I got out was to uh, replace my military income and benefits and all that. So I could take care of my family. I didn't have like these grandiose business um, aspirations, but when I came out and it, you know, started doing that, I was going door to door and buying like cheap direct mail leads and going out and, and, helping people. And when I saw the reward for the effort, it started kind of, I think, re-hardwiring like what I understood about what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, I started watching marketers online that would talk about stuff and taking, this is back, you know, you know, 2014, 15 is the Facebook ads boom, man. So we, time. I, yeah. I started watching guys that were talking about that and they were talking about like chiropractors and stuff. And I was like, well, I'm just going to see if I can use the same stuff for what I do. And, and I had some gold rush times in 2015. Honestly, if I knew, if I, if I, if you didn't, you don't know, or you, now I know if you find a honey hole of marketing, you better spend as much as you can to get as much out of it as possible because they do dry up because marketers will come in and exploit all that stuff eventually. Um, but I had a good honey hole and uh, helped me get uh, really ahead by just staying up and learning my own marketing. And um, so we had kind of that bump and then, you know, had some other big wins along the way. Uh, but uh, it, the, the more you would win, for me, it wasn't like, oh, okay, I got there and now I'm comfortable. It was like, well, if that's possible, then what what else is possible? And we just kept growing. And now, um, you know, we have 27 staff members. We do uh, annual, you know, conference called MedicareCon, where we bring agents from all over together. Ours is actually next week. So we have uh, 350 plus, about 380 actually, uh, agents coming this year to that conference. We do uh, a lot of mark. We do some marketing for them, more on the like web design front. Um, mm -hmm. Paid ads is just rough to do for other people because the expectation is hard because they have to work them, and some people just don't have the the salt to work them. So we, but we do a lot of recruiting, uh, you know, training. We have a virtual training platform called GoGuru University, and then we have a a, a, a CRM that we you know developed a, a SaaS software as a software as a service product yeah. uh, product that we sell that's supposed to help these agents and so we've we've we developed a lot of products around um that brand that we created and we just created this brand by putting out content kind of documenting the journey and the successes and uh people turns out people were looking for somebody to um be a beacon and show it i, I by no means was the most successful person in my niche um mm -hmm. i was probably on the board for sure you know we were you know, we were going on a lot of carrier incentive trips and meeting the top agents in the country. Um, I was just the top one that started documenting it. And, um, you know, Gary V was right. Yeah. You know, start putting stuff out there, you know, uh, if you, and you do it tenaciously, quantity over quality at first. 
so many people were worried about like having the perfect video. I was just like, I'm just going to put everything out there. And now <laughs> that we have the attention and we've been able to monetize some of that attention, um, we're, you know, we've been able to hire people to help me increase the quality because I'm not a, I'm not the quality guy, I'm the quantity guy. Um, but we have, you know, graphic designers and videographers and um, software developer that can help me streamline that stuff now. And it's been very, very uh, effective. So yeah, it's a, that's kind of the uh, elevator pitch of our journey there. That's cool, man. So are you making more money from teaching people how to do this stuff? Or are you making more um, from actually selling it yourself? Just out so, of curiosity. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a good question. Uh, actually, our revenue from insurance sales is still bigger. So we still have two. We have a, we have one small office we bought um, that had five thousand Medicare clients in South Haven, uh, which is about an hour and a half from here. Uh, they have we have three employees up there, two agents, one ad administrative employee, and then I have another office here in Tupelo, separate from my marketing office. Um, and we have shoot how many is over there? So we have three administrative employees, and we have one, two, three, four five, six um, inside sales agents there. Mm -hmm. And those, uh, those two offices are extremely profitable because we've been pumping so much like the Facebook boom that we put in there, broadcast television um, ads, all the direct mail strategies going into the office that we purchased and that we're kind of pushing into our new one. Um, all that attention over time is compounding. And now, like even like, honestly, the marketing budget for those offices has come down this year and we're writing more business just because of the attention. We don't stop marketing, but you just learn and you hone it in, you know, where you need it. And um, I couldn't, we, I don't think we could do much more business without growing those teams more. Um, but the, the, the compounding resi residual element of Medicare and health insurance is very strong. And um, those, those offices are definitely our biggest income generators. But uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie, the, the, uh, the course side, the SaaS side, um, the, um, uh, you know, the recruiting side, which does pour back into the insurance commissions, sure. too, so you can get some, but those spreads are smaller. Um, that's a newer thing to us. We really didn't start recruiting agents because we didn't feel like we were there yet until the beginning of 2021. Um, but that's growing pretty quickly as well. Um, but the short answer is we're making more money on insurance commissions, but the, uh, the course side is growing very, the, the course, I hate the course side. There is a, a course element to it. The education but, um, or training. The education, the training, the event side, and, you know, the software as a service side, but they feed one another too. Sure. Because we're, because insurance is like the oldest multi-level marketing industry. <laughs> Um, you know, being able to provide those resources helps me, you know, recruit people too, because they want to work with people who are providing the resources. So that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm interested. I have a couple of clients that are like the health tech space or like they're startups and they, they're selling to employers or selling to um, uh, health plans and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I know this is getting real niche, niche. So this episode is not for you. I totally get it, but um, I'm I'm really interested. Like, what are you selling, and who are you selling to when you're selling this insurance? Yeah. So our our target market, and, and we do believe in riches and niches. Um, it, our target market is the the turning 65 Medicare beneficiary. So they've been on group coverage their whole life. Now they're they have the option to go on Medicare. Many of them are retiring around that time. Um, 
And so they're, we're helping them transition to individual Medicare, which normally they're more scared of it. It's, it's, a, it's a huge pain point for them. So it's a, a good target market, you know, and there just happens to be like well, the, the number that they're out there is about 11,000 roughly a day turning 65 in America. Oh, wow. So those are a lot of them. Um, and and we're, we go after that. Um, but it's also people over 65 that maybe made the wrong choices or maybe they made a choice and that price is going up. So we're trying to help them get the price down, um, you know, in benefit shoppers. Um, it, you know, I'm sure you've seen the Joe Namath Medicare ads. Um, mm. They're they, they go after the same people. We just try to do it in a less tacky way than that. <laughs> um, but you know, that's that's that demographic. But we also our secondary markets are under 65 health on the individual side. So your self-employed people, your people who um, are they they have access to a group plan through a spouse, but the rate is super high on the group plan, and so they like to shop it individually. Um, you know, those types of markets or like, you know, say the guy's turning 65 and his wife is 62, well, she's going to need individual health insurance because he's retiring to get her through. So that's a secondary market and a, a tertiary market for us on that side would be, um, you know, some mild retirement planning, which we're trying to get more and more into, um, you know, uh, life insurance and annuity side. Um, that would be the smallest quantity of applications we submit. Um, but there are some rather large commissions on that side as well. Yeah, I was about to say, you can make some coin selling life insurance, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you can. So, and annuities as well. So if you get some people that uh, are in that decumulation phase where they need to take their money out of the market because they don't have the, especially your people that maybe they have 300,000, 400,000 in a 401k, um, like to leave it in the market over time, we're absolute believers in the market. I'm never going to naysay the market. I hate when I see insurance agents go online and they're like, the market's so rocky. And that's silly. Like, I do believe the market's going to go up and up and up. But if you're in retirement and you're living off of some of that money, you can't afford to go through a dip, right? right. So you, know, yeah. you don't have two, you don't have three years to recover. If, if I'm talking to you about retiring, I'm like, hey, put all your money in there. If it dips, just hold, right? You know, yeah, you'll yeah. be fine. Um, but uh, that an, that annuity market's good because we can put them in products that do not have as much upside potential as the as the market, but have zero potential to lose, mm-hmm. and, and then also can give them some like guaranteed income. We call it the well, I don't I didn't come up with this. The American College came up with it, but it's uh, the flooring approach to retirement. So it's mm-hmm. giving them an absolutely predictable amount of monthly income so that they know what they have to live off of. There's no guesswork in it. It's not like, right. well, if the housing bubble happens again, then we have half of what we thought we did for three years. Um, so we, we just, that that's a good market. It's an evolving market for us, um, but still Medicare and health insurance is what we try to go after. Mm-hmm. And then we those that lead flow to find um, some of those other things. So let's say people are uh, listening to this podcast and they're making like, you know, less than 50K a year, 30K or whatever, you know, um, is, would you recommend them getting into selling Medicare, becoming an agent? What's that process like? How hard is it to get into it? And then like, what's the upside once you're in it? Yeah. So the good thing about insurance is there is a barrier for entry. It's not a huge barrier. Um, but sometimes if you've noticed, you know, there's, there are some industries that are good industries, but there's no barrier to entry. So people just flood in and say they're an expert all of a sudden. Yep. They didn't even have to take any test. 
to do anything. And so insurance is not hard to get into. A life, the life and health insurance exam is not difficult, but it requires, okay, I got to go take this in-person or virtual course for a week. I have to get past this pre-certification. I have to schedule a proctored exam. I have to go now, I have to pay for these things. And then I have to go and take the exam and I have to pass, right? Um, just that does weed out some of the garble. Um, it's like, I'm, you know, of course I'm, I have money in, in cryptocurrency and, and uh, I, 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 I'm starting to buy into the NFT <laughs> craze. Uh, I don't really understand it. I still don't but, get it, man. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Honestly, your wall behind you looks like it's the NFTs. And you should be selling those for, you know, $48,000. Must I sh- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you, you get um, some of those markets because of how unregulated there are, it was like people just like lunge in and be like, I'm a crypto expert. And I'm like, what is a crypto expert? Like, yeah, how'd you become an expert? It's all brand new. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's all there. It's, and it's extremely volatile. Um, you know, with insurance, at least there's a, the threshold and then there's, it's regulated. So as bad a rap as insurance agents can get, um, because there are some horror stories, when they do start doing things that are illegal, they'll take their license away. You know, they'll, they can go to prison for, for right. things really illegal, but they'll take their license away for things that aren't even illegal that are just against like compliance standards or DOI regulation. Um, so, being regulated can weed out some of the riffraff. So once you are over that hurdle, um, the it can level the playing field for like competitiveness. Um, now, I'm not the type of recruiter that tells people like, you know, yeah, get your license, get into Medicare, you'll, you'll be rich. Medicare is a real thing, a real, you know, uh, avenue to create, you know, great wealth. Um, mm-hmm. But the first, I would say, three years for most people, even when you're really good and you're working your ass off, is hard because it's not a get rich quick scheme. It's a, it's a like it's a get rich slow, you know, <laughs> because you're 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 building compounding residual. You you make money on clients if they stay on the books, if they stay with you, right? So, whereas oh, that's life- where okay, I get it. I'm like, I can't imagine the 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 commissions are too high when, you know, someone's paying, I don't know, 200 bucks a month or something like that. Well, and you, some of them are paying zero because it's government subsidized, but you yeah. still get standard commissions on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause it's not based on a percentage. It'd be based on a, a, a regulated amount because it's coming from government stipend. Yeah. But, it, but it's basically, yeah. If it was just the first year commission that you got and nothing after that, it would not be worth it to even get into it. It's the keeping clients on the books and building a business where you can keep it. You get to where you have, you know, just in uh, general numbers, if you had a, a thousand clients on the books, well, you're making in their active, then you're making 22 to 30,000 a month off that thousand clients. Just residual. Just residual. Yeah. And yeah. that's before you go out and cross sell them or, or ride anything else. That's just from the basic Medicare plan. So it's about getting a quantity of them on there and keeping them happy, putting them on the right plan, um, you know, and then eventually as you get bigger, you want to hire some administrative team members that can help, you know, if they have a change of address or if they have a a claims issue, you want to be able to help them with that kind of stuff. Yeah, you don't want to do that for uh, a thousand different people. Right, right. Yeah, (laughs) that sounds like a nightmare. When you start out and you're under, you know, 250, maybe even under 300 clients, 
you can do all that yourself. But there's a breaking point where it's like, if the service work is starting to get in my way of acquiring new clients, and now I need to hire somebody to help me with that. So it's right. just a that's just typical business scaling. Any any business. yeah, any business, yeah. Um, now, I mean, from what you're saying, a thousand clients is you said about twenty twenty thousand a month or something like that. Right. I can imagine like. What's a good week for sales for like a, a typical insurance agent? Are they selling like one person a day? Are they selling? So when uh, I, I would say a one to two a day is the range for most people starting out. Now we mm-hmm. have like in my core offices, we have guys like we have a guy this week that wrote 44. Oh, um, dang. But <laughs> like those are it, it's but then he might have a week next week where he writes 10. But those mm-hmm. are your you know, so I, we have a guy that probably averages, you know, 19, 20 a week in the off season. But then in, in the, the on season, which is our annual enrollment period, uh, typically those numbers double just because. Wow. Of all. Um, but there is some of that is, is service, like it's changing your own client's plan or something like that. So sometimes it's just it's it's about, I would say, 50 percent of the surge. So if the business doubles then 25% of that overall business is internal replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's all part of it, keeping your clients happy. So, Yeah, um, but it's, um, you said it's like the biggest or the original ML, MLM, right? I, 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 I don't know if I'm the first person to say that, but I've said it several times before that, you know, um, I, you know, MLM can have, so Negative. to me, if a pyramid scheme is if you, if you, if you somebody can't like go past the person on top of them and um, recruiting is incentivized over actually doing the job. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't want to say that like, like you can come into the business and never recruit anybody and make a lot of money. Like, you know what I mean? So um, it's not necessary, but at the same time, it is multi-level. So it is an MLM. It's just a more mature MLM. Some MLMs come in and create a structure that, make some doom from the start to me because they'll they'll have a lot of pizzazz and then they'll fizzle out because people eventually are like this is bullshit you know what are we selling you know a lot of air purifiers and um you know uh, makeup cosmetic products stuff like that that's they're extremely overpriced insurance is not priced because of all the levels in it what happens is insurance companies are just that's just their marketing budget because they, they might have brands, but a lot of the ones we have don't even put a lot of their money into branding. Their marketing is their brokerage sales distribution. So that's where those commissions come from is, is that's what they would spend on marketing otherwise. They've just decided it's more effective currently to use our salespeople to market us than to go out and spend you know, money on branding. billions of dollars on TV ads and stuff. So... What um, when someone becomes an insurance agent? From what you're saying, it sounds like they're not getting paid a salary, or is there oh, some sort of base? Or you you can um, so when you're an insurance agent, you can go to like we have people that work for us that are salaried plus commission. Mm-hmm. Um, their commission is lower than it would be if they out on their own. Mm-hmm. But we also put them into a system where we're paying for lead flow where. Um, we're paying for their phones. We're paying for their, uh, you know, internet expenses. Um, we're edifying them, all kinds of stuff, uniforms, potentially like all kinds of different things and perks. And they get to piggyback off of our brand name and training and everything. Um, 
but then we have general downline agents that are, you know, 100 percent 1099 commission. Um, and those people, you know, we have to tell them like a lot of times they'll like, well, why can't I get the support that guy gets? And I'm like, well, he takes a lot lower commission than you do. And he works in an office with us. Um, you know, if you're out doing it on your own, you're a business owner. So you're going to have to take on more of the risk and expense. Right. Some people think they want to be a business owner and then turns out they don't have the stomach for it. Yeah. It's, there's, there's not a lot that's easy about it. I'll say this. There's benefits to owning a business, but there's a, there's a lot of uh, challenges. That's for sure. Um, I mean, if you're worried about paying your phone bill or your internet and your office space or whatever, I think it's a clear sign right off the bat. You probably shouldn't be diving right into business. Um, now, do, is there any, like, other than the, the exam and the startup of like, you know, any fees that are associated, like do, does, does the 1099 have to pay you? It's probably just commission split or is it there like a annual fee or like so what? There, so the most most of the time on the general agent downline, if somebody's coming into it and they're they're going to be uh, their own business, mm-hmm. um, we we provide them with some software, some things like that. That's kind of the value add of, of being under someone is some software, maybe some training platforms, um, you know, help with their contracting with the carriers. But mm-hmm. their commissions are paid directly from the insurance companies. We're an intermediary. So that insurance company will look at it and be like, okay, we, you're at what they call street level. That's what a new agent would come in at. And they have that defined street. And if that's 21% of this premium or 100%, of, it depends on the product, like final expense or life insurance might be 100% at street um, or sometimes even higher than that, sometimes lower. But then on Medicare supplement, it might be 21%. Medicare Advantage, it might be a fixed rate, but they're getting this street level direct to them. And then whatever level we have over that, we're grabbing the difference. So, you know, if, and, and, and so when, uh, they call them field marketing organizations or independent marketing organizations would be like what we are. It, our margins all what we've earned by volume over street. Um, now, sometimes you get a guy that comes in and he's street and he's under you. And then he starts writing a ton of business. Well, he can climb too within that because, you know, and there's even a lot of carriers have thresholds for if that person came in under you and eventually they're doing more business than you, they can get out from under you and go somewhere else. It's not like they're imprisoned there forever. So, yeah. um, so there are safe. I'm just, I'm like trying to figure out like if someone to start doing this, like is that how much money are they dishing out of their pocket to invest in this? It's not like a four-year degree. It's not $40,000 no, more, but you could be, um, you could be, uh, you could be for definitely. Um, uh, there's one test you you can get a discount on uh, as the AHIP that you need to take is 125 bucks. The FFM test for for Obamacare is free, um, and then your licensing course plus a test probably another couple hundred. So, I mean, really, you could less be, than a thousand bucks. Yeah, I, I'd say less than 500. You could be wow. outright business now. The real cost comes into marketing and getting in front of people. That's the most expensive thing, you know, uh, short of scaling. And eventually scaling becomes expensive because you have payroll and staff and all that. But marketing. What's some hacks for like, um, we'll get into more like just the business stuff. Um, I mean, like you said, anyone can become an insurance agent. People become real estate agents all the time. People like, quote unquote, go into business with 1099. 
and then they don't know how to get any leads. How do you go out and, and find these leads? What are the different methods that you use or do you find that are, are super effective in, in your industry? And uh, just to get some, some tips and value to people listening if they are trying to get their business running. So my big push has always been to try to get my phone ringing um, or people reaching out to me. I don't, you know, I started off working very, very cold traffic where you'd knock on the door and you'd have to try to get people to let you in and stuff like that. And it, and um, you, you, and I'm, I did do that. I mean, I'm, I was I was writing like one a day doing that. Um, and you can survive on one a day. Um, but, uh, you know, less than one a day is hard to survive on in the beginning until you have your renewals built up. Um, but ultimately, we're always trying to get the phone ringing. So if I'm trying to get the phone ringing, um, so like sales letters, tri-folded envelope, direct mail sales letters, where you're, you know, making a convincing notion that someone should use you um, and call you for your expertise. Um, you know, and that, that goes back to like Dan Kennedy, I think style marketing. Yeah. Yeah. The direct response. Yeah. Uh, still works, especially in the, the, you know, Medicare population. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we do use broadcast television. You know, but I'm not going to tell somebody to pop on and start doing broadcast TV. It's expensive. Um, but uh, Facebook is the great equalizer. You know, um, mm-hmm. one of the traps people get stuck in is uh, when they're brand new and have no money trying to start a website. Um, you know, <laughs> excuse me. Oh, you. right there. Don't edit that out. That's real. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, when when people come in, I'm not saying not to have a website or, or to pop up a landing page or something, but when you don't have a lot of money, like, uh, or you don't have revenue coming in, you're not ready to invest. Um, you can get, you can get sucked into the trap of trying to work on SEO and stuff like that, which is real, but it's an extremely long-term investment. Right. And, you know, uh, we do some of that for people, but we, we always looking for people that have, you know, substantial marketing budgets because it really, you really need to be able to commit a lot to it because it takes a lot of resources and time. Um, you know, Facebook ads, it is, is still probably the, the biggest equalizer of digital media. They're much more expensive than they used to be. But, you know, if you don't believe uh, the guys that are still saying it, they're still underpriced. Uh, in comparison, because I pay for broadcast television and, you know, I pay for, you know, sending uh, mass quantity of direct mail letters to develop email phone calls and all that stuff works. Um, and it develops super high quality lead. But, you know, when people look at my cost per acquisition or cost per lead, um, they're young, 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 not young by age, but young by in the business. And I'll talk to a 50 year olds that don't have the stomach. It's not about their age. It's about their their acumen or their uh, aptitude or appetite for spending, um, they'll think they're like, man, that's a lot to acquire a client. Well, we're looking at the lifetime value of a client. So, you know, I can price myself into a market that most people can't. So if I'm looking at, if I think my lifetime value is $2,200, but it takes me six years to get that out of that client. Well, I have the money now to lose money for 18 months to, to get that client. So I might be able to spend, you know, five, 600 bucks to acquire that client because I know I'm going to make that money on the back end. And uh, I mean, if you don't think the biggest companies in the world are spending a million dollars to make a million and one, they are, they, they are, they'll do that all day because yeah, yeah. it's their brand building. And so, you know, it's, it's all about someone's ap- ap- appetite for it. So the beginning of marketing is heavy, um, 
it's, it's heavy, cheesy lead development in insurance. Like a lot of people send out what we call BRCs or BRM. It's a What's that? reply. It's like a little white cards that these people send out that people fill out. And a lot of them do, they think it's from the government or something because it looks super official, even though it says underneath that not, you know, affiliated with the government. Yeah. But it gives you a lead and it gives you a permission to go and knock on their door or call them. Mm -hmm. Doing that and networking and, and knocking on businesses' doors. Those are things early on that I did that still pay dividends today because you build those sure. individual relationships with pharmacists or home and auto agencies that don't do what we do or financial advisors that don't do the stuff we do. Um, those types of relationships still, I might have one that I started eight years ago that's still referring somebody over to my office yeah. once a month, you know. Um, that's the kind of stuff that people don't get when you get into, and, and I think it's pretty much any business at, short of being like super private equity back. Um, Cause you know, people that have like a lot of private equity, they can play the long game on marketing yeah, right from the get go. Right, but for most right. people trying to build a real business from scratch, you've got to put, you have more time than money in the beginning. So you have to commit your time to getting in front of people. And eventually when you create revenue, you can start to make that revenue work for you to free up some of your time. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, I always, I can wrap my head around the idea of like lifetime value, right? I have a recurring monthly subscription that we sell um, for like social media management. And mm -hmm. um, like, I'm like, yeah, an average client's lifetime value is like north of six grand or higher, you know? But I'm yeah. like, I don't know if I could spend three grand to acquire yeah. a customer. Yeah, and, and, the, and the, more, the more customers you have, and the more you dial in the LTV, like the, the, you know, I mean, and this is, I mean, you know this already, but like for somebody else that's listening, if the, the more that you, if you got to the point where, hey, you're doing 10 million a year in revenue, well, then you might think, well, I'll spend three grand to get the six grand because I know in doing so, I'm also going to find some people that convert at, you know, 500 bucks or, or even right. zero because of the referrals of the volume. Um, so there's a lot of little hidden things that are hard to, hard to put a metric to, um, you know, and so, but yeah, until you have like all this expendable revenue, it's hard to, to spend that because, you know, it, unless you have private equity, because, you know, private equity, when they're, when they're building the business, they, they, they're, they're unlimited willing, money. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we'll tank for years, you know, because we know one day we'll make it back and, um, you know. I honestly think, you know, I, I get people always having to dial me in from being anti-private equity, but uh, it, it's, it does kind of kill like true raw business because it's, it's like, it's like you're not having to really build anything or operate like a business, but you know, I mean, big businesses did that. I mean, any, any tech company, Facebook, you know, uh, Apple, they all did that. And it makes sense because they were able to, not um, monetize their audience so that they were able right. to build a more loyal core audience for a long, long period of time. And so, you know, kudos to those private equity people that saw that. It just kind of sucks for somebody that can't go out and then convince Bain Capital to front them $200 million. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, so. even someone who wants to start their own business to borrow a hundred grand just to have a yeah, little cushion and hard. eat eat while they're working you know yeah now i tell i told somebody the other day and i can't remember who i was talking to they were talking about 
you know, if I could just borrow, you know, a hundred grand, 200 grand. And I said, Hey, go out, beat the streets, you know, do, the, do it the hard way and build some revenue. And once you have some revenue on the books that you it's can pretty show, easy. they'll, they'll start giving you money then because oh, yeah. they, it's a, it's an asset. They, they they know you have money coming in and they know they can take it from you quit paying for it. So, yep. you know, but you can get it. It's just like the typical guy off the street right now can't go borrow a hundred grand or 200 grand. But if he goes out and gets, you know, five, $10,000 in revenue a month, he can borrow a hundred grand. Oh yeah. They'll be like, Hey, the money's there. We can take that if we need to, we have collateral. Mm-hmm. Those, a lot of those loans, just like a word of caution are not good <laughs> from experience. Typically, typically I would say don't buy into it. Now, there are some times like where I bet on myself. Um, I haven't done it with loans, but early on, I had a TSP from the military that had a bunch of money on it. And I took some heavy penalties to cash it out and invest into Facebook and broadcast TV. Yep. Um, it paid off. But, you know, some stuff is a gamble. Well, man, you know, and, uh, you know, there, it's, it's a hard thing like to be, you know, it's, it's hard to be the Dave Ramsey of entrepreneurship. Like, you oh, know, so yeah, I, absolutely. I, like, you, you, at some point, Hey guys, you do have to make a big bet on yourself and it, it might not work out and you might lose a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is. That's just, that's just, it's a, it's a, uh, a very, very competitive world. And, um, you know, it worked for, for me. I, thankfully, I, um, I mean, I've made I've, all of the bets that I've lost on have been after I had the money to lose it. So I was very fortunate that the first big financial bet in doing that uh, paid off. Uh, and, and I and I, I then created the revenue to be able to gamble. But I'm pretty quick to try stuff now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, try and like last year, we wanted to go into another market and uh, I tested this new TV approach in a metro area at like 20 grand a month um and then you know after and i tri- kept trying it for all, about a year and at the end of the year we just we finally axed it but you know i had sank two hundred forty thousand dollars into something that i probably got back i don't know 15 20 grand of in sales so mm-hmm. it was a bad strategy but uh now in my training other people i can tell them to avoid what i did <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, for sure. So, oh, you know, it, you always gain the information from it too. Yeah. I'm, I'm not negating risk. I'm just like some of these high interest short term loans. Oh, um, yeah. Don't, you, don't. It, it's, it's not even that you can't pay them or it's going to really kill you. It's just, it puts like you would have been better off having that revenue every month than paying them what, yeah. what it happens to be. That's what happened with me. Yeah. Um, but like when it does end up clearing away, you got a whole lot more revenue that you were, you're a lot more profit that you weren't used to, which is yeah. kind of nice. Um, and have you, have you ever read like profit for first or any uh, like, I'm reading profit. it right now. That's why it's on my head, but. Um, I haven't read profit first. Not that I recall. Who's yeah, it's, it's a, it's a financial model for business owners. Cause most business owners, like, first of all, they, they, they don't know how to do accounting. They don't know yeah. how to manage their money properly. They don't. Um, and I mean, like how many t- stories you may have even go, gone through of like, you know, a tax bill comes and you don't have the money, you know, mm-hmm. set aside or whatever. And, and then yeah. you're just like worried about how you're going to pay your taxes or um, your accountant says you have a, a profit, but there's nothing in your bank account or something like I'm probably in the first couple of years of business, this types of thing happen. And yeah. um, 
the the idea is like you have like five different bank accounts that you set up, like ones for just income to come in. And then yep. uh, nothing goes out of that other than you distributing the money to the right buckets. Like yeah. one, all the income comes in, 15% goes to tax, 50% goes to owner pay um, or just owner comp, uh, like 5% goes to profit. And um, then you have an OPEX account for operating expenses, you know, payroll, you know, just in, all the marketing that you do and all that type of stuff, but it, yeah. it's all like divisive and stuff. And I just discovered this because before I'm just like looking at my bank account. Do I have enough money to invest in this? Oh, sure. Yeah. What bills I'm like <laughs> guessing about what bills I have coming up and it, it's been like a whole mess. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. you seem like you kind of got everything together. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's just years down the road and you, you've gone through this mess, but, or if you've just always had a good well, knack for that. Um, I, I mean, I, I will say the, um, you know, the, my Marine Corps time, I was, uh, there was a, a tremendous amount of attention and detail that went into our job. We were, we were doing like aviator flight log books and we had this program called Marine Sierra, uh, Ho Marine Sierra Hotel Aviation Report Program. They wanted to call it M sharp. So they threw MSH on there, <laughs> uh, uh, but it's the aviation report program. And it, it was, uh, extremely detailed in, in like number tracking. And so, um, I've had a pretty good, I guess, running ledger in my head. I'm not saying I haven't under, underthought or, or overthought, you know, an expense before like, oh yeah, we have this much or we don't, you know, but for the most part, I've had a pretty good ledger in my head. Um, the bad part about that is, uh, you know, and I, I now, you know, have people training and, and, and helping me take a lot of that side off my plate so I can spend more time making money in individual conversations or doing things like this that are, are I think, more where my time has to be spent. Mm -hmm. um, but I have been, I, I've, I did, it probably wasn't that for that. Maybe came from the, my Marine Corps time or maybe there was, maybe, of course, they placed me in that job. I didn't request that job and they may have placed me because I had that knack, I guess, for attention to detail. Um, but uh, and, and my dad uh, originally was an accounting guy. So he was like, a, um, you know, a, he was a Lowe's accountant and a Sears accountant. And then he was, he was, I say carpet salesman Sears. He was a carpet salesman slash account manager. So he would do like all that kind of stuff. So I, I, it may be a genetic thing there too. But I don't disagree with what you're saying. Like now we have mul we do have multiple entities. And so we don't have necessarily multiple checking accounts for each entity. Um, but being able to get them all into kind of one, you know, log in and see what's there. Thankfully now, like um, we have this problem that most people to say is not a problem, but like there's more money coming in than we know what to, like where to spend it to expand. Uh, you know, because I do believe in keeping money in motion, you know, um, like most, you know, the gurus say like sitting in a savings account is not good. It isn't good. But, but um, we also are kind of like, well, where the hell do you, do, do you want me to put it? Because I'm trying to grow yeah. the infrastructure enough to actually put the money to use that's coming in. So it may just be like, we may just be in an abundance state right now where that's the awesome. hasn't been, which is great, yeah. but I hope. I hope when I do spend it and get back down and I put it back in motion, I'm trying to grab it back that I'm not like, Oh, I should have had five checking accounts. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't have invested all that. Yeah. No, 
man, I'll tell you where to put it. You can put it in some uh, Instagram growth and some, um, because we have this program where, where we've been doing for a while. We do social media management too, where we're, uh, you know, posting, creating content and all that stuff. And that's probably relatively inexpensively, less than a grand a month for what yeah. we do um, on the basic side. We have some more like video repurposing is a little bit more higher end. But yeah. like um, we have an Instagram growth thing where we're getting like 50 to 250 followers uh, a week. And then yeah. what we do, we have a nice like conversational message that we send to them. It always goes through their inbox. And then we can have a script that we go through and get them booked on calls with salespeople. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So That's I don't so want to turn this into a sales call, but I'm telling you, man, if you're looking for yeah. places to put we, your money. We do, we do want to grow IG because on the, on the agent side, um, that's where like a lot of the young agents that are coming to us are coming from IG and, you know, uh, TikTok is very difficult. It's not very difficult. Thing is TikTok is very easy, but it's super unpredictable. Whereas Instagram seems like their algorithms more dialed in. It's very competitive, but, um, but if you put in the work and you put in the content and you, you know, do what you're talking about, I think, uh, where you have, cause that, cause I, I think I like know how to get followers, but it's the amount of time that it, for us to spend on it is is like nonsensical amounts of time um so i completely agree with you know an ig growth hack because uh the problem the, the, the key i think is finding the right ones there's a lot of people that are trying to sell you like indian oh, followers oh, exactly no it's all bs and what we do is it's targeted uh to like a specific account right like so um let's say there's a competitor who like it's more general terms. I'll let like look at your business, see who the right person is. But like, yeah. um, let's say you have a restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, and then in the same town as another Mexican restaurant, you go follow all their followers or interact with their followers. About fifteen percent of them will come follow you back, right? Yeah. And then that fifteen percent, if you actually had like send them a message saying, "Hey, thank you so much for follow. Here's ten dollars off your uh, your first order. Here's a free empanada." coupon next thing you know you're getting traffic coming in your door this is like for brick and mortar but you can do this with any business we're doing some yeah. really high ticket you know ten thousand dollar programs or fifty thousand dollar programs and stuff and really making it work yeah. uh, and if people choosing to follow you it's not like buying an instagram giveaway where you get ten thousand followers overnight there's no yeah. buying fake indian followers or whatever it happens to be yeah. um which is that, that so and I, so what you're talking about is what we were spending some time doing, but again, it's our time. It's, it's, it's hard to say that it's, that I should spend my time doing it. Oh, so you shouldn't. Hiring, so hiring someone else to do it. One of the things we ran into is if you target, when you're targeting somebody else with a substantial following in your space, you got to make fake followers. They, you got to make sure they don't have Indian and Pakistani followers yep. too, yep. because sometimes they will. Like we we did that, uh, we did it, and I'll definitely talk to you about it because it's it is something that it, you know is worthwhile for us. Um, but we we did we had a, a, a somebody it's, I can't remember who it was, but it was a service very similar concept. They were yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. who who do you want to target? And we put who we wanted to target, and they started targeting those people. And but they weren't discerning in their followers who was fake. Well, then I go and look at some of those people's followers, and I'm like, shit, this guy's followers is 75%. You know, people from the yep. Middle East, yeah, um, you know, that have zero. They're they're following a thousand people, and they have zero followers, and so they're all like little fake accounts. Oh yeah, and 
I was like, well, I don't need those. And so I actually, if you go through my IG following now, there's probably a couple of thousand of those following me. Yep. And I want to get them off of there because then I feel like they're that shadow bans my account or something. I don't yeah, know. there's an issue with like uh, your your follower ratio to the amount of people that are inter interacting with your posts, right? So like if they're all fake accounts and they can't interact with your posts and they're considered to be a part of your following, and then let's say you you, you have ten thousand followers and you're getting a hundred likes, mm-hmm. like that's probably not too good. You're trying to shoot for about ten percent. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, um, I mean, yeah, that's, that's where we're at right now. Like, uh, exactly. we're like, our reels will get up into like the, like the recent ones were hitting like one between a hundred, 170 likes, but yeah. we're at like 12,100 followers, but the, but there is, there's a significant chunk of them that were, were fake and it, but it wasn't like we went out and said, give me a bunch of Indian followers. Of course, of course not. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these, like, like you said, there's industries that you can get into without taking a test. This is one of them. Yeah, exactly. You know right. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And it's like marketing is a great industry and, and we do some marketing. We're very specific to health insurance agent, but yeah. it's, it is funny because we, we have been ripped off by marketers because yeah. it's, there's, there's no litmus test for like which one. And, and by the same, there's technically insurance agents that, suck too <laughs> right 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know you can get through a test and still suck at your job and do a terrible job um but you know at least there was that one little barrier to entry but i know I, we're we're very interested in the in the quality approach like finding the legit people and because when i go through like say i'm doing it you know i can discern i can go through a guy's will say i'm going through john smith's followers who's in my niche mm-hmm. and i'm looking at them okay Definitely real account. Definitely real. I can even go and click on them and look at their follower following ratio. And, you know, that takes time. Um, But I know exactly what you're saying, because when I've done that, I've had an extremely high. I'd say my my luck has been over what uh, with insurance agents has been probably 40 percent of them maybe follow us back. Yeah, but that's with us discerning. and, And then when I see somebody that's like, you know. Um, it's not a race thing, but if I see like Muhammad Alal Akbar or something, and I yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, and he's he's got zero followers, and he's following eleven thousand people, <laughs> then I don't follow that guy. <laughs> so, right, exactly. Know, but, uh, but no, we would be uh, that that would be something because it's it's uh, Instagram is 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 crazy the amount of like traction with younger and i would say even younger i think it's now the to me and you correct me because you're the expert on this yeah. it seems like this is the platform for like 20 to 35 year olds like it's like big a time. Yeah, for big 20, time which is a great market for recruiting a young entrepreneurial minded person from oh absolutely absolutely um and it, we have our like our checklist to go through to see if they're legit or not and all that type of stuff too. Um, but what's really big is, is being social, being in conversation and not just sitting like, it's not a direct response uh, DM that you're sending to all these people. You know what I mean? You're actually like, Hey, how's it going? Have you, you know, do you, what does it wait until they follow you back? Yeah, exactly. Because I like um, that. it goes right into their inbox. Otherwise it goes into the requests and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and what I, another thing I was going to say about the, like the likes to, or engagement ratio to your following, it'd be better for you guys to have a thousand followers and get 176 likes. Cause then you have the chance of going viral on the, especially with reels right now. 
Um, where as now the Instagram's like, oh, he's got like one percent uh engagement ratio, two percent engagement ratio, and these are the ones. So would it be worthwhile to have some have you like somebody like you guys yeah. go clean those followers up too? Yeah, and, and and the thing is too, like, there's only I mean, we don't want your account to get blocked or. And it, there's a number of actions that you can take on your account without getting blocked and all that type of stuff. So we, we do it slowly, but surely and do the right thing. Uh, Cause that's what it comes down to. I mean, um, being real, it's like the same thing with your content. You don't want it to be fluffy and BS or whatever. It should be your same outreach strategy. It should be the same way with how you're getting followers and all that type of stuff. It should be all legit. And I know accounts that have 500 real followers and they are crushing it like yeah. crushing it with just those 500 followers yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's all about the engagement of that following yeah i mean and it, the quality it, of the people that you, you you know yeah we have so our biggest win on the agent side was we started a facebook group uh that's early awesome. 2018 and we're it's it's about um well it's right at i may i may it's it's 8900 i think members right now um but it's it's very much insurance agents, health insurance focused agents, Medicare agents. So um, super high um, intent audience. And uh, I've been, I've had trouble getting them to go over to Instagram because I'm going to give you a hack. I'm going to get, I just, I'll forget it if I don't tell you. You you should create a second um, Facebook group where you go live once a week and answer questions and shit. Um, And you charge them like 37 bucks a month or like 29 bucks a month. Yeah. Um, or sometimes people charge like 69 or 97 bucks a month, but like, imagine you got 10% of them. Yeah. You I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a sweet, like low, no hassle. Uh, revenue people that have written me and said, Hey, I love, uh, cause the group's called Medicare gurus, but, um, they're like, I love, uh, I love Medicare gurus, but it's just so many people in there. Is there one you have for like, you know, higher intent mastermind or people. Yeah. So people want that anyway. Um, what we've done with it is we, we have the $97 a month, you know, uh, virtual learning platform, which is through Lightspeed. And, um, and oh yeah, you're with, you're with Brad. It's awesome. Yeah, we did Brad. So, and um, um, we, you know, and one of the reasons I went with it is because we got on this podcast when we did, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, you know, he's a super interesting guy. Um, but when we went, on um, Lightspeed and did that. We did, we made part of ours a uh, weekly live coaching call, mm-hmm. and that's a huge selling point to them because they they want the the real interaction. There's some people on there that I think have gone through all the content on the platform already, and they don't cancel it because they oh, want the live coaching. Content. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's group coaching. There's typically right now we've been having about 30, 30 to forty people show up live on it. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a few hundred members of the, the light speed paid system. Um, but, uh, and it's a, it's a relative, you know, we, we activated it, uh, with light speed last, well, we went and recorded in his studio in May. And I think we had it like up by July, late July or August. Um, but, uh, that, uh, that live call though, it's, it's huge. You get those people on there. And, and now that we have the emails and texts automated when it's going on and they're popping on, um, they, they, the engagement there is really good. So, yeah. I mean, like even like one of your, do it at a low, if that's 97 bucks a month, do, do one for 27 or 37 and have like your top sales guy on your team, 
you know, going yep. over tips and tricks or whatever on uh, yep. that, that one. And then it's a stepping stone. Hey guys, if you want the training and a call with uh, just, uh, you know, Justin, let's, um, you know, it's nice. It's only 97 bucks a month. And like, let's say you get this, you get this for free too. Like, like include the $37 a month into the 97. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's like, like, like I said, dude, if, if, even if you had like 10%, and it's such a low ticket that pe- it's like Netflix. People will forget about it. They'll, they'll hop on when, when they think about it and you yeah. have the recordings. Well, and then we, we record a lot of the content out of there and, and recirculate it into like when, when something's good set, set, is said, we try to, um, you know, comb through that and use it for reels or TikToks. Or, yeah. So it's also a, a, just one more content generator. Are you, are you, you have someone that does that for you? Yeah, we have a full-time videographer. We're actually oh, looking to hire enough. another videographer because um, uh, he's so busy, like with long-form content. Like, I actually think it would be worthwhile at this point for us to have somebody that solely focuses on TikToks, Reels. Um, yeah, all right. You, you, we gotta have a ch- we gotta have a chat with for sure, man. Because yeah. I mean, we, we have a we have an offering where we you, you don't have to go and record any content for us we take all of the long form content and find all the best clips and, yeah. and we put the, the headlines. That's what somebody does for Brad. Brad yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what we do. That's exactly what we do, but we don't do the actual recording. Yeah. Yeah. He told me, uh, he's like, they just like literally he's videographers and I still might hire another one just to have somebody. Cause like having all that long form, like if I had somebody just all day long, yeah. create a long form and then just dumped it into a shared drive and had somebody else that was just combing through it. Uh-huh. Brad said he didn't like they just post all that shit for him. That's it. Yeah, and we do distribution to all five channels. Oh, so when you say five, you TikTok, IG, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we do some LinkedIn, but we have done very poorly on it. Yeah, we do all the aspect ratios, make it all look nice, branded, all that type of stuff. Um, that mixed with like, I got a package where we include everything. We do some still graphics and that Instagram growth and outreach. I know we got to run, man. I'm sorry to keep you. No, you're but, good. Um, this is it's a it's intriguing to me because these are pain points that we have in growth right now because we want like people view us as um probably the apex of content creation in our niche mm -hmm. but see i don't look in our niche i'm the reason we started creating content is we look at other niches that are that are that have hit younger audiences and um i know we can be like way better at it and but it's all about time and where you where do you spend your time and your money um Mm -hmm. so and brad said that when we were there he said he had he's like i have this agency in i don't know seattle or somewhere and uh i just we just and he he did when i was there like we had a meeting with him i had one meeting with him and then you know we did his his uh his podcast and then you know on a meeting on the balcony with him where he's smoking cigars too and all all (laughs) Time, he's got people with videos just filming everything yeah and i'm you know um and some so some of the reels that he has that went viral like he had one that it was when, when i was there one of them was uh where he says he said you uh he said you want to uh you want to make a, a million dollars a year and you can't even make your breath smell good he, he, was, <laughs> like, he brought out his little uh spray mist yep. Green, he said, he said, let me show you a $500,000 tip right here. And he, goes, <laughs> he said, you're walking up to somebody to talk to him. Hey, how you doing, Bradley? And that, that uh, reel went 
I mean, it went wild. He had a lot of traction on that one. And, uh, and we were in, I was there when he did said that. Um, but uh, yeah, he's an interesting guy, man. I've been on some phone calls with that guy. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's out there. He's visionary for sure. Um, but, but that was a tip that like, you know, and I just didn't, I just, it's like, who do you find to do that? That, because most marketing agencies have always wanted to sell me a huge website. And I'm like, we got a website. Yeah. Like my we website. Don't, we don't do websites over here, man. Yeah. Actually, I, the reason I, I originally, I was doing like, you know, a lot of small businesses, like three posts a week, some story posts and stuff. Um, and, and then I, I called Brad, I actually, I paid for a coaching call with him. Right. And, um, he's like, no, you have to quadruple your prices. You got to offer all five of these platforms. Your premium one's the only one that gives any sort of value when you're posting every day. You got to be posting twice a day here, four times a day here. This, and I wrote it all down. I created a package for it. And it's like, it's exactly what he said. You know? Yeah, you need to send me that because um, it may be that before I hire another videographer, I just take you know some of that budget or that budget and hire yeah. you guys to take what we're already filming and then chop that up because exactly. then my guy can spend less time editing. He can do, he'll still edit the long form stuff like our long YouTubes, but if we can yeah, get yeah, you yeah. do all the like socials, the uh, the shorts, the TikToks, that yep. stuff takes time, you know, to oh, sit yeah. down those clips so. and even even posting it takes time i mean like yeah. we're, when we're posting twice a day for people i'm like i've got someone hired just like going on and posting because like yeah. a lot of this stuff you can't schedule like you could with like a an instagram post or a, a, a facebook post back in the day yeah. now it's like you got to be on the phone putting everything in and and then like we also have like copywriters and stuff who are like really good at what they do and writing content they yeah. they've researched your industry they know exactly how to speak in so your time writing like the the portions under the like, yeah all, all that stuff yeah. and they're hashtagging it and all that i mean like they, all that yeah exactly I and mean, like i said I, we want to do things right <laughs> but but yeah man i i think this would be like huge for you especially like yeah. you're looking to do um yeah we, we yeah. know that um i know that, so when i started the group in 2018 it was right it was super right because in the the group still bring i mean dude that thing organically brings in 10 new people a day and they're giving me their emails and everything when they come in and um you know yeah, and, and if they're watching this i love you all and we're gonna <laughs> we're not we're not whoring you out we're only trying to find people we can help but the thing is, is it, they're creating it's a it's a huge lead cultivator um but the um you know we have a we stress it's crazy man we when we set up medicare con our, our conference um last year we, we created a facebook group called medicare con info group well because it's called Medicare Con and the conference is getting traction and people are hearing people are hearing about the conference that don't even know who I am. And when they go to search for it, they're finding the info group. So we threw on a thing asking for emails to join it. And now it's generating two, three, four a day. Um, but those are those releases. But what I know is and, and we do we love long form content. And when I first started YouTube, I feel like long form content was what they're looking for. But now it really seems like IG Reels, TikToks, YouTube Shorts is like Mm -hmm. a game changer uh, that's that's what they're looking at because you know and uh i might need some ig cleanup on the front end because of that them targeting that guy with all the fake followers i should have went and looked at his following first uh, <laughs> it was like super fake following i was like damn dude would you buy sixty thousand indian followers <laughs> but um but we need uh the, the creation of those that short content is i think huge right now i think i heard 
I think I heard Gary V or somebody tell somebody the other day. And you know, I, Gary, I used to love him. Now he's, it's now every now and then I like what he says. But other times I'm like, please stop talking about NFTs. Uh, but he said the other day um, that right now you should be posting four TikToks a day. I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. So, but I, I think IG Real with them playing them on Facebook now mm-hmm. has even more potential than, than TikTok. So, yeah, we, 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 for this package, we, we do like 40 clips um so we do two a day monday through friday because someone needs to be in the office i'm not having my team coming on a saturday and sunday uh yeah. but two a day on tiktok and, and instagram and then we do one youtube video a day whether it's a short or a three minute or whatever we'll find like a nice three minute clip of your long form content or something and then um we'll also post to the right aspect ratios to facebook and um linkedin and yeah i mean he's probably right. You should be doing four on TikTok If you like, cause it's, it's like, um, it's like playing the lottery. Type yeah. of thing. You know, you got the more you, uh, tickets you buy the slightly chance you're, you're going to go viral more. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. And, uh, yeah, but I'm, we're, I'm very interested. So please follow up with me on that. And uh, it's, it's good I'll, information, man. Cause like, and even, even for a podcast, like you know, these are the talks that, you know, we have behind the scenes, like, this is the kind of stuff that I'm actually, you know, thinking about, like, how do I, you know, where do you spend your time and your energy and, and, uh, uh, you know, and money. And, and this is like a way to take some of the money and like basically cultivate things you're already doing, because like we have so much long form video content and we just don't have the exactly. of it. So. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly, that's exactly the pain point we're solving for sure, man. Um, I got like one question. I got two questions for you before we, uh, we, we sign off here. Uh, just we, we went off our own tangent. So, sorry, listeners. I hope you liked it anyway. Uh, but the listeners should be doing this stuff anyway, too. Like if you guys yeah, are trying to build a brand, relevant. this is exactly what you should be doing. Uh, whether you're hiring me to do it or if you're, you're creating all the content yourself. I mean, you, you gotta be everywhere. Um, yeah. And it's very, uh, very, very competitive right now. And, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, you either have to, again, it comes down to, do you have more time than you have money? Because if you have a whole lot of time, um, you can spend a little, spend some of it creating a lot of content. Um, right. you know, in the long run, it does pay off um, because, and I'm, I'm proof of that at a small level. Uh, again, you don't have to have millions of followers. Like we have a group with 8,900 agents in it. I have, 48 almost 5,000 YouTube subscribers very organic the IG is a little weird because it's 12,100 but it's probably really like six or seven thousand like really quality and then like two thousand are like friends and family locally and then yep. then there's like three four five thousand of these weird accounts um, but <laughs> there's some quality on there and it's starting to pick up because we we did do a little bit of what you guys are doing. I just don't have the time to do it like, you know, repetitively. Um, but uh, even TikTok, we have a little bit of a, a small following, but the, those small groups of following have turned into a, you know, definitely without the insurance side, the training portion of it, monetizing that audience um, is probably a $1.5 million revenue business. Yeah, come on. Side without our insurance commissions. So it's, it's not it's nothing to laugh at, you know, it's uh, it's oh. in the, with a small following. Imagine if we did 10 times that. Exactly. Exactly. And it compounds, you know, 
you, you keep growing at 250 or 100 followers a week. And then yeah. those start to grow even bigger because more people are following you and you, they see Absolutely. the engagement. Yeah, it's insane, man. It's, it really does work. It does take time, though. It's not like an overnight thing. It's, oh, a light, yeah. it's, it's kind of like SEO, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like I would say, I'd say SEO is, you know what the thing is? Like if you're, if you're following it's big enough, SEO almost corrects itself because that's right. Enough that's people right. are Googling you, then Google's going to be like, oh shit, these people are relevant. And then they're going to start throwing your sites up there that used to, like, honestly, like Brad Lee may not even focus on SEO, but I'm sure he's getting Googled enough to where his, his SEO is score is probably great just because Google know they know, they know where his real site is. Oh, yeah. um, but, you know, but if, if nobody's looking you up, I actually saw a Neil Patel article probably a year ago now where he was trying to tell you in your marketing to instead of telling people to go to your website tell them to google you so like oh i have never thought about that that's good so in your advertisements you you put like a google bar up in the um in like this like say you do a youtube short put a little google bar up in the youtube short and make it look like hey this is the google search bar and then search justin brock insurance or something like that that's cool when you do that you're training Google to Justin Brock insurance is a relevant search term because people all over the country are searching for it. Mm, that's good, man. Um, you know what? We'll, I'll follow up with you. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up here, man. I really do appreciate you uh, coming on the, the show. I, this is, this is fun, man. I got a little insight about what you do and, and hopefully help some people out. I mean, there's a lot of people out there like looking for the next thing that they should be doing or going after. Okay. So, Insurance, insurance might be builder, it and uh and it's a great residual builder and then it gives me the residual income to reinvest into things like what we're talking about so that we can build our brand bigger mm-hmm. um a lot of a lot of businesses are hard to reinvest because the money's here and then gone um we build you know level residual style continuity based businesses that uh just get bigger and bigger because you're getting paid for years for something you did one time mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool so it is a great industry um and, and when somebody needs an industry to get into, it's probably, you know, one of the easiest ones to get started. I'm not saying it's easy to be a hyper successful, but it's easy to get into it and, and find people and start networking. And we love anybody that's on uh, your podcast to check us out. Um, you can go to justinbrock.com and check us out because that's kind of the gate. They got a Google, they got a Google Justin Brock yeah, insurance. Google Justin Brock insurance. Yeah. Please. <laughs> For yeah. real. That does, I mean, it, it does work. You Google Justin Brock insurance. Uh, and if I come up number two, then that means you guys need to Google it more. Yeah. Keep on Googling <laughs> it. And yeah. uh, they can, they can reach out to you on Instagram and stuff too. And if they need some yeah. help or getting started. Yeah. Instagram uh, at, at the Justin Brock. Cool. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for being on. Um, I don't, I'm not trying to sell anyone anything. I'm just trying to help out, help people with this podcast. Uh, cool. So I'm going to ask them, I'm like, your payment is to go and share this out with someone who's, who you think could, could use this information um, and leave a review. So we can get more people like Justin on here. Cause um, yeah, that's where we get the values from people. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening guys. Thanks for being on the show, Justin. And until next time, I'm going to stop recording.